Dalton here with the Halfway Healthy Show. We'll keep this intro real short and sweet. We have some awesome sponsors you can check out in the description of the episode. It really is the best way to support the show and keep food on my kids' plates. So let's get right into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Halfway Healthy Show. I'm here with my best friend, Corey. How are you doing, buddy? We use that term loosely. I'm doing yeah, well, we my do. friend. Yeah, we do. I'm just happy to see you. Happy to see you too. I, uh, my, my kids, I know you don't have kids and I never knew about this, this disease until having kids, but my kids have a uh, hand, foot, mouth. Do you know what that is? Hand, foot, mouth? Let me give you a second to Google that. I mean, those just are gonna, just, those are just, just three phone. things. That's oh, not bad. a, but just type in hand, foot, mouth. And I promise you what you're going to get is going to. Really Carpet lawn jacket. That's what I got. Hand, <laughs> yeah. hand, foot, mouth. Hand, foot, mouth. Yeah. So my, my kids got hand, foot, mouth. We think it's from going to the park, touching touching things that other nasty ass kids have touched. And um, God, it's brutal, man. Dude, I never knew like what it fucking was. Children's herpes or something. It's, it's, I mean, it's similar, but worse. I mean, for people that don't know, as Corey's looking at, I would, I would recommend everybody, if you have kids or not, just look up what hand, foot, mouth disease is. Cause it's crazy. So it's a viral infection that, um, comes from, you know, touching stuff getting it from other kids. It usually happens to people before they're five. So like a toddler, toddler range. Um, but it makes these, these blisters and wounds around their mouth and their hands and their feet. Hence the name hand, foot, mouth. It, really it original. Off as a, yeah, I know. But it starts off as a fever and flu. So like three days ago, they had a crazy fever and were just not feeling well. We're like, what the hell is going on? I guess they're sick, whatever. They woke up the next day, they were fine. We're like, okay, sweet. And then they just started getting these blisters and we're like, what is going on? And we kind of thought maybe it was hand, foot, mouth. And then they woke up yesterday and I was like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> they are like just their whole bottom of their mouth is just red blisters and then hmm. one of them is waddling today because they're, they have blisters like on their feet and their toes. It's just, it's brutal. And there's nothing you can do. Nothing. There's, there's no, no medication. Medic- there's no creams. No. It's, there's it's, it's, vi- no- it's, it's viral. So it just has to pass. It's a, it, it says seven to 10 days and it'll be gone. But Give them a beaver tranquilizer and just let them sleep it off. We're giving them some Motrin and uh, that's about it. And then just trying Motrin to make the them feel for comfortable. Like, that ladies take for their... Little coochie cramps? No, no, no. That's a uh, uh, all. Motrin is basically baby ibuprofen, or dude, maybe I can't even, take. They don't even be specific to babies, but I can't even take any of that shit, dude. I can only take Tylenol. Okay, because you're because you're fucking think, water blood, baby. Yeah, I got that water blood. I bleed, water. dude. If you stick me, I'm pouring. Mm-hmm. I'm pouring all out until I'm dried up. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's what's going on in our life right now. So we uh, we're just. Poor kids are just like wailing in pain. So it's just, it's been a couple movie days in a row and just trying to, trying to make them feel good. Okay. So uh public service announcement, don't take your kids outside. Yeah. yeah Hand, nowhere, foot, mouth. You know, we're anywhere near where that belongs is it's, it's ugly. Like you I said, if you don't floor, know what it looks like, look floor at wall, roof disease, floor wall, roof. Yes. Yeah. Again, you're right. Terrible though, name. They, yeah. Very creative with their naming process. All right. Well, okay. I got one for you then because it's going I, on your life. This one was new for me. Just speaking of diseases or disorders that we've never seen before. And I see a lot of them in the hospital where I've just never heard of them before. And oftentimes they're just something, it's just a cool word for something really lame. You know, like there was one I saw the other day. It was, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. I think it was a silent S at the beginning. So S J O G R E N like Jogren's syndrome or something. Jogren sounds I'd never like heard a, of it before. Sounds like, dwar- sounds like a dwarf in like a was, fantasy. Yeah, and then book. I look it up and it's basically like they got dry eyes. It's like, oh, <laughs> what the fuck? Like yeah. but the one that I saw the other day was and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Let me let me double check real quick. Is it I think it's factitious disorder? I think fact factitious. Fictitious. It's a word I don't know. I don't know. There's two T's. There's a tit in the middle. F A C tit. U.S. Mm. Um, factitious disorder. N- never heard of it, I'm guessing. No, no. So, and again, I could be saying it wrong, but I had never heard of it before. This was a, just a difficult patient. So one of the patients that you can never please. Everything's wrong all the time. You know, uh, what's your pain? Zero to 10. Tens, I'm going to walk you down to the emergency right, room right now. I'm at a 20. Like one of those patients. Sure. And uh, 
look it up and it's a basically a disease i'm gonna read it for you just so i don't i don't fuck anything up because i did look it up this is it the dry is a, one it is a severe mental disorder in which someone deceives others by appearing sick by purposefully getting sick or by self-injury it can also oh. happen when family members or caregivers falsely present others such as children as being ill injured or impaired um so one you're doing that on the podcast already with your fucking mouth elbow hand syndrome but oh, sympathy i th i thought that that was insane how do you just wait so, i guess so you run... was that a diagnosis in their chart that was that was not only a diagnosis in their chart that was their Whoa. primary diagnosis what they are billing their insurance for is wow. factitious factious i want to i'm going to write that down i want to look do some research on that because that's, please, that, that's please a, do that's fascinating that that is actually a diagnosis that's used in a hospital i know so it's just fact you, that's basically a doctor's way of spitting in your face saying i don't believe a goddamn word you're saying right right it's, it's kind of like getting a fibromyalgia diagnosis yeah it's like the last thing they give you and they're just like you know what let's try to make you feel better and give you a diagnosis yeah fibro <laughs> sorry to all yeah, those I'd... fibros out there but fibros uh, the yeah that's a it's interesting because i know that there's like i shout out to my sister i know that uh like growing up, she was, we'd always like, my family would always just poke fun at her. Cause she was always one that like, she kind of loved to get, to get hurt or like fake hurt so that she could be like in a cast or have to use crutches or like do something, you know what I mean? To like have that sympathy from other people. So it was always kind of a running joke that we would, that we would uh, poke fun at her for. But I mean, that's obviously like not to that extreme, but like a lot of shout, people. Shout out to my like sister. She has this severe mental disorder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I guess, I mean, and everybody, probably has like a little, uh, a little, little brushing of that, right. Where they, they want a little sympathy when they get, when they get hurt, but I've mm. never heard that diagnosis though. That's wild. Yeah, it is cool. And I would urge you to do some research on it because there are many, many, many patients that fall underneath this diagnosis. Maybe it's not their primary diagnosis, but I mean, I went through and I tried to read this chart as much as possible because the more difficult a patient is, I feel like the more prepared you have to be when you go yeah. into it, because they're the ones that are going to like quiz you or, you know, like complain if you don't know every single detail about what's going on. Um, and so just trying to do their research, I couldn't find a single fucking thing wrong with her. They've done, they've done CTs, MRIs, x-rays. And like, I don't even remember what it was. It was just like generalized pain. Like I hurt everywhere kind of a, yeah. kind of a patient. So my, my super interesting, sim similar to, uh, seeing something that I haven't seen before, or if I have, I don't remember. Um, have you seen somebody with a primary do uh, diagnosis of cerebral spinal fluid leak? I mean, not as a diagnosis. I mean, I've, I, you know, you have those patients that do have that and you know, they have a drain or whatever. Right. But this was just like a, the diagnosis was a cerebral spinal fluid leak. And I, had not seen that before. And like you said, though, I guess, you know, in, in certain situations where they have like, um, you know, they need, they need a drain, but it was just like looking into it a little bit more saying like some symptoms of having a cranial cerebral spinal fluid leak was like clear fluid leaking out of your nose or ears. Like your fluids actually just leaking out of your orifices. Um, and is, is cerebral only... spinal fluid clear? Like what color is it? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So you just look and, like you're crying. And it says the only, the only way, uh, or most of the time to fix these leaks, if there's like a true leak, you have to put a blood patch to cover the hole. So that it clots off? I guess so. Yeah. Just, I, it's like looking into it, I was like, this is just insane that you just have this clear spinal fluid just leaking out of your ears and nose. And they just have to go in and do a, a blood patch because I guess it doesn't heal, you know, on its own. Yeah, but I think just wild. I think we got to shout out neurosurgeons for a moment too, because I had a patient yesterday who had a craniotomy. Um, they had seizure type symptoms while they were in a car, super scary. Um, and someone else was in the car with them, luckily, so they were able to like the passenger like veer the car off mm. of the road. But um, they honestly don't really know what's going on with this lady, young lady too, like forty or something like that, um, having these seizures, and so. Uh, they came in and they basically 
opened up her brain, was taking a look at what was going on because they did a scan and saw some frontal lobe lesions. And that is just the reading through those surgical, those operative notes is insane. You know, just reading about how, where they're making their cuts, what instruments they're using. I peeled back the dura of the brain and replace, you know, replace it. It's just, that's Mm -hmm. fucking nuts. So kudos to neurosurgeons because that shit is wild. Yeah, it is. Just the fact that we can do that. And yeah, I've seen some seen some videos. I've never been in on a brain surgery, but I can only imagine. I know I've heard that they they're quite long, many many hours to do those. But mm-hmm. um, my my story that I wanted to share with you today was one that uh, happened to me yesterday, and happens frequently. But I think yesterday was just maybe this the the icing on the cake that made me want to complain about it today. And I think you'll have a you'll have a similar place in your heart. So yesterday um, or this week, I guess I was. Um, with a patient who was one of those people that if you're walking with them for 40, 40 feet, they will stop six times to tell you something along the way. Jesus, Dude. So I would, <laughs> we would, we would be just, and she, the thing was, is that, you know, doing very well, uh, walking pretty, pretty good after a hip, uh, hip surgery, walking fairly well, like getting around, not really limping as much, uh, good walking speed. It's not that that 40 feet should take five minutes. It should take, you know, 15 seconds. Um, but she would just take a few steps and stop. And then she just looked back at me and be like, are my shoulders okay? Is my posture? I'm like, yeah, your shoulders are great. And she, she would just keep walking. And she's like, yeah, my, my son's coming over this, this evening. And, you know, he hasn't been here for a while. And she'll just stop and like turn and just not walk at all. She's like, yeah. and then she's one of those people who like always wants to like reach and touch you. So she would like, you know, touch my arm when she was talking to me or just like, you know, like reach towards my face. And I'm like, but it's just every, every like 10 feet would just stop and just turn. And then I would just be like, uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Let's keep walking. And, but it just at a certain point just didn't work. She just, just kept doing it over and over. And I'm like, oh man, just walk. I, I don't mind talking at all, but like whenever it's every 10 feet, yeah. they just walk and stop, turn around, walk, stop, turn around. I'm there like, are, oh. there are two types of patients there. There's the ones who cannot fucking walk and talk. Can't do it. Like, I, can you, the patients that I can't even believe they can drink out of a cup because there's yeah. cannot multitask anything. You know, mm-hmm. they have to sit completely still before they converse with you. And then there's those that are completely unaware of their surroundings as they're walking. The ones who are walking and like turning and still walking and like falling to the side oh, and like yeah. holding them up and they won't stop because they're so unsafe. Yep. Yep. It feels like there's just no middle ground. When are we going to get a patient? When's it our turn to be happy? When are we going to get the one that can walk <laughs> and talk and keep their balance? Yeah, they probably don't yep. need our services at that point, right? Yeah, it's true. It's true. At least not but, what we do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, that's a that's a that's one way to lengthen a worthless treatment. Man, there are some treatments that you do with patients, and you think, I just spent forty minutes in there, and I didn't do a goddamn the, yeah. thing. Yeah, that's all. Didn't the do social, social component. They just needed somebody to talk to, for hey. sure. Or it just takes so long to accomplish a task. I mean, in the hospital, some of these patients, it's a miracle if I can bust out three units and like walk 10 feet in their room in 40 minutes. It's, it's just, it's insanity. Is it, is it unit, is it unit based in the hospital? It is. It is. Yeah. Can you explain what that is for people? Yeah. So, um, the way that hospital bills is in like chunks of time, basically. So you can't just like go in and take a patient a washcloth or something and like charge X amount for it. You have to spend a certain amount of face-to-face time with the patient. Um, so for therapists, at least, and I'm sure it's the same for most, if not all healthcare providers, the time that you bill their insurance for is only time that's spent with them. So it doesn't include any type of documentation or chart review or anything like that. And uh, you can't start billing until you've spent eight minutes doing a task. And then there's lumped times that count for a certain amount. So it is, it's kind of confusing. And it took me a while, even in my career to like really understand the numbers. But basically if you spend anywhere between eight to 22 minutes on a task, you can charge like one unit and everything you do is whether it's manual therapy or gait training or, you know, exercises in bed, all have a different rate that insurance will reimburse you. And no matter if you spend 
eight minutes or if you spend 22 minutes, it's going to be the exact same. But as soon as you spend 23 minutes, you have a new lump sum up until 37 minutes. And then once you hit 38 minutes, then you get paid even more. So the units are odd and you're always urged in therapy to like try to get those units. If you're working with a patient for 35 minutes, like spend that extra three minutes with them so you can bill three units instead of two units. So the hospital gets reimbursed more. So kind of confusing. And I don't really know if I did a good job at explaining that, but that's my, that's how I wrap my brain around it. Yeah. I think it is confusing. Like the, the beginning part makes sense, but then whenever you start going into all the, the additional two to three and all that is, it does, it is confusing, which is just funny because just to let people know the differences and settings to everything's so different, like in, in home health, you literally get the insurance pays out for the visit itself, no matter how long you're there, whether you're there for 30 minutes or you're there for three hours, it's the same visit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, which I kind of, I kind of like, cause that puts the power in the provider's hands to say, this is how long this person needs. And, uh, you're going to spend whatever time they have. And you're not having to do that. Like, Oh, I'm going to s- figure out something else to do for three minutes. And I, but I get right. that life though. Cause that's the same thing as an outpatient that bug- that bugged me about outpatient is like, they're like, everybody needs to be getting four units. So make sure that you get, you know, finish them out on a STEM unit or put some ice on them or whatever, just <laughs> bullshit to, to get the extra units. And it's like, it's just, that shit frustrates me. So mm-hmm. it's just, but it's the game that had to play because they have to get paid and the way and, that the system works. We can and then add yeah, the additional level of complexity where every insurance is different and every insurance will reimburse yeah. at a different rate. And some insurances just bill, like give you a lump sum. So based on the patient's diagnosis, factitious disorder or hand foot mouth or something like that they will pay out a lump sum and they'll say we'll give you this amount and it doesn't matter if you treat this person twice or treat them 30 times and then those are the patients that you're urged to like discharge quicker because yeah at the end of the day you got to make money right yeah at least at the hospital you know you're so far removed from the billing stuff that you know you could care less in terms of like and turn like having to actually think through, except for the, the few extra minutes and stuff like that that you're urged to do. But like, you're not, you're so far removed from that, that you don't have to, you know, think about that too much. I'm sure. Yeah. Really the, mostly what we are concerned about when it comes to insurances and types of insurances is discharge locations. So who's going to pay for rehab, who's going to pay for right. home health, who's going to pay for outpatient therapies. Um, and, you know, you get those people all the time who need a service, but they don't qualify for it because their insurance won't pay for it. And that's mm-hmm. unfortunate, but yeah, that's the way it rolls. That's the way it rolls, baby. What else um, you got today? Anything I got, else? I got two really quick ones. Cause there was one I wanted to tell you last week and you didn't fucking choose the story that I wanted to tell. I want to talk to you about the you don't death give me threat. options then, dude. <laughs> I know. I just, I assumed you'd made the right one and that's why we're not best friends. Like you say, a that's best right. friend would have chosen the right one. Still working towards it. <laughs> it's all right. It's a work in progress. Good things take time. Um, so I had my first death threat and I'll keep it short and sweet because now the luster has gone for me, but, uh, COVID patient you're going into the room. Yes. Believe it or not, everybody COVID is still out there, still. even though people aren't wearing masks and people are still getting sick as fuck from it. So I go into the patient's room. I'm all fucking gowned up. Takes a damn year putting on my cute little blue dress and my gloves and my masks. And it gives me that, that shitty little dent in my beard. And I look like a fucking monster for like the rest lunch of the lady. day. Yeah. I look like a fucking lunch lady. Exactly. <laughs> I got the body type, so might as well. And, uh, so I get in there and she's just so, so bitchy with me right from the start, unwilling to answer any questions. Um, unwilling to really participate in any of the physical therapy evaluation. And I was not in there long. It didn't take me long to get that assessment. It was like two minutes in and I thought it's okay. This is going to be one of those. Um, and I just like, don't get patients. Sometimes it's like answering this question is effortless. Like I can, I have done this evaluation enough times. I could get it done with a yes or no questions. You could fucking thumbs up me and thumbs down me. And I could get all the information that I need and it could be quick too. But there's some patients who just are completely unwilling to participate and they're like, eh, I don't want to do that. You're going to have to call my son on that one. It's like, you can't tell me how many steps you have to get into your house. I have to literally go to your chart, find your son's number, track down a good time, leave a voicemail and return. You know, he returns my call just to see how many fucking steps you have in your house. Just fucking tell me how many steps you have. So annoying. And so 
you know, at, at some point I just said, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll call your son since you're unwilling to answer these questions. That, that was the term that I used since you're unwilling to answer them because that's what it was. And she said, you see that fucking window behind you? So I just kind of turned around. Yeah. She said, you say one more word and you're going to be splattered on the ground out there. I'm going to push you out. I said, Jesus. And so, and so I tried to like, unwilling. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. whatever. I triggered. That was, that was so I tried to like, cause I didn't really know what was happening still because it was such a yeah. stark response. And right. so, you know, I made it, I made a joke back to her about like, Oh, well that means that you would have to get out of your bed, which you already told me you're not going to do. And she did not like that. And, so, and luckily there was, there was a nurse in there that like, or like, they're not C- CNAs, like a certified nurse assistant. They're right. PCAs here. Have you ever heard that term? No. Personal, personal care attendant or something. I'm not. Um, that. Luckily, so training. there was a PCA in there. Luckily, because I guess this, this lady was complaining about me saying that I was being violent with her and stuff. And, there was the lady that was in there being like, no, I was, I was in there and everything was fine, which most of the time the hospital will take your side on it because I'm not going in and hitting my patients or asking them to do anything that they're not capable of doing. But so that was my, that was my first death threat. This, this five, two lady that was probably 78 years old threatened to shove me out of a plexiglass window on the eighth floor of a hospital. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I don't want you to get splattered, but I would have loved to see that kind of try play let the process play out a little bit just to yeah. see how that went you she know? wouldn't have gotten very far she would have just pressed yeah. me up against the window and might have might have gotten a little hot honestly yeah. yeah you would hope that those those windows weren't uh you know super fragile to just oh none, touch of, them and fall. none of the hospital windows open up not a single one right because so she would have had to have some she would have had to generate some force Oh, or she would have oh, to take yeah. her time and say like, Hey, hold on, stand over here for a second while she like takes a, a hammer or like one of those, uh, <laughs> one of those, uh, the IV bag stands and just like try to break the window while you're just waiting for her to break the window. Shit, If it takes them 40 <laughs> minutes to walk 10 fucking feet in their room, I can only imagine how long yeah. it'd take them to chisel out a three inch thick window. Just try to fucking shove your hell. big head through the fucking hole. And then you just like, are we done here? Big you just head? walk away. You probably got a big my, head. Right? My beard makes it look bigger. I don't know. Well, my wife tells me I have dog. a short chin, dude. Damn. I'm pretty sure if I shaved my beard randomly one day and didn't tell her, I think she would divorce me. She would leave you. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. And I might, I might, I might not like it. myself either. Is what, yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you would, you um, would jump out that window voluntarily. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. I got one other quick one for you. And then I want to jump into the highlight of my week. Our five minutes to health topics. Can't wait to see what we got this week. Thank you, Momentus, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Momentus specializes in sports nutrition products designed to optimize your active life. They are trusted by experts like Dr. Andrew Huberman, Dr. Kelly Starrett, and over 150 professional and collegiate sports teams. Momentus takes pride in having the highest quality ingredients that are backed by rock-solid science. Still questioning their track record? Let me set it straight for you. Over 72% of NFL teams consistently purchase products from Momentus. When you're ready to grab some of the highest quality products on the market, go to livemomentous.com and use code DALTON15 at checkout to get 15% off your purchase. Again, that's livemomentous.com and use the code DALTON15 at checkout to get 15% off. Thanks again for Momentous for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. This episode is also sponsored by Neurogum. If you're tired of ripping through pot after pot of coffee, then you need to check out Neurogum. They have a range of gum and mints, so you can choose the flavor of your liking from classic peppermint to honey lemon and cinnamon. They come packed with caffeine, B vitamins, and my favorite, L-theanine. The theanine is a natural way to decrease those negative side effects that we get from drinking too much coffee, like jitters and anxiety. I notice whenever I use NeuroGum while I work, I get a little boost of energy and focus that's even better than coffee, which is saying a lot because Papa is a coffee addict. The best part is they offer a full refund, no questions asked, if you aren't completely happy with your purchase. Right now, exclusively for halfway healthy listeners, you can get 15 to 20% off their bags of gum or mints. If you just head on over to tryneurogum.com slash Dalton, that's tryneurogum.com slash Dalton, D-A-L-T-O-N, to claim your 15 to 20% off. Thank you, Neurogum, for sponsoring this episode.
patients, or I guess not patients, doctors who have no bedside manner and use terms, non-sensitive terms with patients. So I know you fucking hate this. So I wanted to share it with you. I had a patient who presented to the hospital with stroke-like symptoms, but they had completely resolved. So off the bat, you know, I'm already like, okay, probably not a stroke, maybe like a TIA, a trans ischemic attack, which is a mini stroke, basically a stroke that wasn't significant enough to leave any lasting deficits with speech or swallow or a motor function or anything like that. Um, I went in to do tests though, you know, they do the whole stroke workup to, to rule out any bleeds or clots or anything like that. And, uh, in the note, the physician wrote patient presents with what seems like a bulge in their brain. And I thought that that was a weird way to notate it. Doctors have a very like medical jargon, heavy way of saying everything that sometimes yeah. doesn't even make sense to me. And so that was a weird one. And then I went into her room to treat her and she used those words exactly. So I know oh, the so doctor went told. in and used those terms saying, huh. yeah, we don't know what it is, but you got a bulge in your brain. Whoa. And like the, if you tell somebody That's so that, scary, they're yeah. going to hold on to that. You know, oh, they forever. have no fucking clue. So this lady thinks she's got fucking brain cancer or something. You know, she's devastated. She's got like calling family, family from all over, letting them yeah. know that she has a bulge in her brain and she doesn't know how, if she has that long or anything, it's like, what, what does the that fuck? mean? Yeah. Like that's so, that's such jargon like, or it's probably, it made sense to him, but yeah, that's fucked. I it just reminded me whenever you said that, it reminded me of a, Speaking of physicians using words that make sense to them, but is a very strange thing to read is one time I, I read a patient's chart that I was about to go in and see and the, the, I think it was an ortho, but they had written in their, in their like subjective portion. They were like, um, this unremarkable woman comes in with a shoulder pain. And I was like, unremarkable. <laughs> why, why would you describe a lady as unremarkable? Yeah. Like yeah. what? A, it's such a strange way. I and know. Just, that, was a, that was a tough one to wrap my head around too, because doctors use unremarkable for like nothing of note, you know, right, like right, right. Yeah. Comes in without anything that's obviously observed. I think is wouldn't what they love, were trying to say. Wouldn't you love if like somebody way. Yeah, somebody was like, "Hey, have you uh, have you met Corey yet?" And they're like, "No, no, I haven't." He's he's honestly he's he's pretty unremarkable, but uh, you know, one of my good friends. No. And like, fuck. All right. Short chin. You'd never know. Short it. chin. Very unremarkable. Unremarkable. It's like, I don't okay. know. I feel like I'm one of the slightly less unremarkable individuals. I'm just a big motherfucker. I'm sick of people asking me if I played basketball. What? When does like, when does that question stop? You're like, yeah, and here's it, and you just pull out a picture of you shooting a three, or just like, yeah, you have your highlight reel ready to go every time. Yeah, somebody asks you. Like, baby. Yeah, you want to see? I'm gonna a bring a, that new $3,500 Apple Vision Pro. And I'm just gonna put it on my patient. Watch, watch this. God, put them, yeah, put them in your. What do they, what do they call those? Uh, uh, mixtape. You'd have like your high school mixtape. Oh, it, <laughs> it's <laughs> audio only. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can just hear squeaking of basketball <laughs> shoes on a court, and it just. And they're like, yeah, that was me. That was, that, I scored right there. I did have a patient that was six seven the other day. Really? Yeah. That's I, th I don't. I rarely see patients that are taller than me. So that that was a shock when he stood up from the bed. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Okay. I've only seen a I've only seen a hand few, but it's even more of a shock whenever. And I'm not as tall as you, but even like the, I've seen some guys who are. It's in it. I don't know why, because I mean, obviously, people know the bigger humans just tend to not live as long as the smaller humans people know that so like whenever i've come across some people who are like 85 who are like six seven or six six and they stand up and you're like holy shit you're an old motherfucker but you are giant <laughs> you're a huge dude I, I've, I've only seen a handful of those but um it just kind of hits you different whenever they stand up in their chair or when you're like doing your intake and you can't really tell they're like in bed or they're sitting down and you're like oh, what was your most recent height and weight and they're like Six six two ten. You're like, oh shit. Okay, you're a big guy. Are you a heavyweight fighter? Like, what yeah. what do you do at six six? You can't be yeah. a fucking accountant. That's for sure. It's tough. Do something I with mean, your life. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I, there are a couple words and terms though that I just I need some clarification on. Please. All right, because my my new my new thing I've been doing is I've been writing all the fun words that I've never heard of before, or just mm -hmm. the terms that you read in charts all the time, and you're just like. 
I don't know what that is, and I'm not yeah. looking it up because it sure. doesn't seem important. One of them is why is it called dizziness and giddiness? Dizziness is fine. Why do they add giddiness? So for those yeah, who need I'm... to brought up to speed, for somebody who presents to the hospital with like vertigo type symptoms and they're, you know, dizzy or the, the room's moving around them or something, they'll get a diagnosis of dizziness and giddiness. And I don't, what the fuck is giddiness? I, I don't know. Cause I, I actually have seen that like in the last couple months, actually. I don't know why that I, the thing is, is I, it's probably just Somewhere down the chain, something annoying with they have to use a specific word to make sure they get reimbursed because dizzy only covers X diagnoses or whatever, like or X symptoms, and they have to cover their basis with the extra two or three that don't fall in dizziness, but they fall in giddiness. I, but it is, I don't know. There's just some, the diet, we talked about diagnoses at some point in the past of like how weird the ICD 10 codes are and all the stuff that they have to use to get reimbursed, and they're just picking fucking diagnoses out of a hat it seems like at sometimes but yeah i don't i've I've seen the giddiness one though i have no idea why they why they do that because i don't know about you but when you're dizzy you're not very giddy well all right then here's a follow-up what the fuck's an infundibulum because that <laughs> is a fun word to say and it's Ooh, even more like fun that. to spell infundibulum let's look it up what's an infundibulum i n f and do you know what that means Fundibulum. So many U's. Who'd have thought a word had so many U's? It is a funnel-shaped cavity or structure. I want to suck your infundibulum later. Yikes. It is a hollow stalk which connects the hypothalamus and the posterior pituitary gland. Huh. Okay. It's just a little brain tube. Little brain tube. Fundibulum. The use over time. What the? Dude, Google's weird. Why does it even have this? It has a chart for how often this word is used over time. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. What the? And it was used a lot in the early 1900s. Dude, yeah. Infundibulum peaked at like 1890. And then it's it's coming back starting in the early 2000s, though. And you look in like between, between 1910 and 1920, there was 340 babies named Infundibulum. Oh, geez. And the, name, and the name just slowly dropped off. Dude, better than some of the names parents are choosing these days. Holy fuck. Yeah. Karen's off, though. Karen's not coming back for a while. There's no way anybody's naming their kids Karen. Yeah. But now we're going to have the new, which is the new Karen in our generation has to be something like, um, I'm trying to think of like the the widest name that you can think of because they come up with the the craziest names now doug um, D- doug it's always like jan uh Jan janessa or jananza it's like some weird <laughs> bonanza. bonanza yeah but they just come with like the, they just try to be like unique and so they come up with some crazy fucking words uh, there was one i saw the other day a, a patient's name was rifle but nice. it did not represent the word rifle. rifle at all. It was like R-Y-P-H fucking blah, blah, blah. Who fucking knows? Rifle. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. They just make up make up some letters, put them together, and then create a, create a name out of it. Basically. Don't, Chad don't GPT, make no what's the worst? Sense. What's the worst name I could name my kid? Dude, that would be, yeah, that would be a, a good one. All right, dude. Take, take me to town, dude. What are take we chatting about to today? Church. We're chatting about the five minots to health. So these are the, the five topics we've come across that we find intriguing that we want to share with the world. So without further ado, here we go. I like that little that little whisper after it's like a like in a cave, just go, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, go, go. Leads right into This is your five minutes to help. Just like charity and Dotton, Americas have fallen head over heels in love. America's sweethearts, Ozempic and Wagovi, are running rampant across the U.S. These weight loss drugs are made by Novo Nordisk, which is based out of Denmark. What's crazy is that because of the insane demand, the company's market value has passed the entire country's GDP at around $419 billion. For people that don't know, these drugs, Ozempic and Wagovi, are semaglutides that treat obesity and type 2 diabetes. These drugs make you have less of an appetite, reduce cravings, and decrease your blood sugar. America is home of the brave and at a close second, home of the quick fix. God, we love a quick fix. Nothing against people who are on these drugs. I know people who are doing very well on them, but 
make sure you're developing healthy habits along the way because this too shall pass. All right. I've got as much ADHD as the rest of you goons. And the fact that ADHD chairs are trending right now is insane. They look absolutely ridiculous. And it's just like the fidget spinner movement. They did absolutely nothing for people with ADHD, but then become a movement for everybody else. Now, everyone's going to be making videos online on these swivel chairs saying, oh, you know what? I just can't explain it. But when I move my ass in these tiny circles, I get 10 times more work done. Just like your parents did with exercise equipment in the 2000s, you'll buy this chair, use it twice, and then put it in your closet. And hey, maybe I'm old fashioned, but I like when I catch another person with ADHD just tapping their foot a thousand miles an hour or interrupting people mid-sentence. These are all just things that we do. I'm sorry, but a tiny swivel chair is just obnoxious and gimmicky to make some money. Next. A new study came out that showed eating strawberries could improve cognitive performance and decrease blood pressure. You never had to convince me to continue to shovel more strawberries in my gullet, but it's a good excuse to keep doing it. The study was done on older adults and the people who consume strawberries over an eight week span had 5% faster processing speeds and almost 4% decrease in blood pressure. Now that might seem small, but think about it. That's just in eight weeks. And all they had to do was consume strawberries. So that's pretty nice. Now, this is especially critical for older adults as we're constantly at war to keep from losing our mind as we age. Also, for those people who are trying to lose weight, berries are generally fewer in calories than other fruits, and they pack in some antioxidant effects as well, so you can jack up that berry consumption, people. Next, colon broom. Don't get me started with these snake oil magicians. Credit where credit is due, I'll give a round of applause to their marketed team for getting into everyone's feed, but let's dig into why this is bogus. This is a gut health product that has some huge claims. The claim to make you regular on the toilet, relieve constipation and bloating, and even lose weight. The last one infuriates me the most. This product is literally just a tiny bit of psyllium husk, which I've talked about before. I love psyllium husk but there's literally nothing else special in this besides making it into a powder that you can drink. It's three milligrams or sorry, three grams of psyllium husk and costs you $65 a bottle. You can buy a bottle of psyllium husk at Walmart for five bucks. So when you work out the cost per serving, colon broom is six and a half times the price for the same product. Save your money. This is just good marketing. Next, more news has spiraled about a fatal flesh-eating bacteria called Vibrio. This bacteria seems to be coming from contaminated raw seafood from warm waters. The two recent fatal cases were in people aged 60 to 80 with likely compromised immune systems. And let's be clear though, I'm not trying to scare you. These cases are still considered very rare, but I think it's at least worth knowing your risks and how you can prevent it. So if you have a wound and it comes in contact with seawater or raw seafood, the Connecticut Health Department recommends washing it with soap and water. If you have a weakened immune system, you might want to avoid certain raw seafood if you aren't certain about where it's coming from, which this isn't new. We've all heard of sus seafood coming and having nasty effects. So again, let's just point out what's happening so we can all lessen our risk. That's it, boy. Thank you, Purple Carrot, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Are you tired of the same old boring meals every week? Do you want to eat healthier but don't know where to start? And it's time to try Purple Carrot. Purple Carrot is the plant-based meal kit company that makes it easy and delicious to eat more vegetables. With Purple Carrot, you'll receive weekly deliveries of pre-portioned ingredients and recipes that are designed to be easy to follow and delicious to eat. Each recipe is created by professional chefs and features fresh, seasonal ingredients that are packed with flavor and nutrition. And because all of their meals are plant-based, you can feel good about what you're eating and the impact it has on the environment. So why wait? Sign up for Purple Carrot today and start enjoying delicious, healthy meals that will make you feel great from the inside out. As a special offer for our listeners, by clicking the link in the description, you can get 30% off of your first three boxes. Again, just click the link in the description and you'll get 30% off your first three boxes with Purple Carrot. Eat responsibly. Z-Biotics. Are you tired of the negative effects that alcohol can have on your body the morning after? Do you wish there was still a way to enjoy some alcoholic beverages? Well, there just might be. Z-Biotics is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic drink that helps you break down and process alcohol without the negative side effects. It's like having a personal bodyguard for your gut. 
Zbiotics is backed with over 10 billion CFUs of scientifically backed probiotics that work to optimize your body's natural alcohol processing capabilities. And it has added electrolytes and vitamins, which makes it the perfect drink to enjoy before a night out. I know for myself, it drastically improved the way that I felt waking up the next morning after having a few too many drinks with my friends. So why not give Zbiotics a try and experience the benefits of a healthier, happier gut? As a special offer for our listeners, you can go to zbiotics.com and use the code DALTON10 at checkout to get 10% off of your order. Again, that's zbiotics.com and use code DALTON10 for 10% off your first purchase of Zbiotics. Cheers to a healthier way to drink. So you're telling me I can't rub my gas station sushi in my open cuts? You can, but you could get some brain-eating bacteria. Maybe, what, you need what are, Maybe you need to fight that. What are we up to now? Because that's all on the East Coast, right? I saw like New so York and Florida. And- Connecticut. And from from what I was reading, we can work backwards today. Um, I will say too, so this is, um, these these five minutes to health pieces are an accumulation of, of mine and Corey's interest in what comes up. And recently, Corey's been sending me some dark shit. It's all about flesh eating and brain eating shit and how it's, how it's eating people, which, you know, you know, Corey, it's, it's just it's what he enjoys. But anyway, I like so it the, when people die. Yeah. So the, yes, most of it has come from, it's interesting from what I was reading. Most of it came from the Northeast. If it were talking about the, the seafood one, the, the brain eating amoeba stuff is different, but the, this one, the flesh eating bacteria had come from specifically seafood that was eaten in the Northeast, but had come from different waters. So warmer, warmer temperature waters. So like oysters that weren't from that area, but had been flown in or taken from a warmer area for some reason. So people are got to consume them and they got the bacteria from that. And again, they, these were the people that died. I think there was, there was three cases last month or, or this summer, the three people that got it, two people, two of them died and they were the ones that were in the sixties to 60 to eighties. And so they didn't specifically go into the people's medical history, but they did say that their immune systems were probably compromised or they're dealing with other stuff. So again, that's why I'm saying like, I'm not trying to scare people and be like, don't fucking eat seafood, but no more going outside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't go outside unless you want hand, foot and mouth and flesh eating bacteria. Jesus. Unless you want that kid herp. Yeah, there's a, and then so this is different than the other one that I sent you too, which was the the brain, the brain eating, eating amoeba. That was yeah. cuz that wasn't in seafood. That was in like still water, right? Warm waters, yeah. So basically what that one was is um to be honest with you too, I actually I researched it and had some stuff written out, but it's just a little it's a little dark and to go with like two cuz this there, there was a survivor, which is awesome, but he's, you know, permanently fucked up. I mean, he, he's, he's actually rehabbing very well, but he can't speak anymore. He's um, young he too, right? 14 was when yeah. he got it. I think he's 15 or 16 now, but basically these amoebas, um, if you jump into, if you, if you're swimming in like a, a warm stagnant water that hasn't been treated, um, so like improperly treated pools or ponds or lakes and stuff like that, um, these amoebas can swim into your nose if you inhale water. So if water gets into your nose or if you accidentally snort up water or whatever, and people were, you know, a lot of scientists were saying that these things aren't uncommon. Like they're in a lot of waters. It's just, they don't get into, they don't, they don't care. They have enough stuff to feed on in the water. They don't really get into your nose unless it's as a freak accident and you inhale a bunch of water or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, they get in and they, obviously they eat your brains what they call brain eating amoebas. And typically people die within like seven to 10 days. The fa- the fatality rate is like 90 to 95%. It's insane. This kid lived and he has neurological deficits. Now he can't uh, speak very well. He, he can only do uh, sign language, um, but he can, he learned to walk again and he's like rehabbing, but it's very, very rare that that happens. Um, but yeah, scary shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's move on to something a little more happy because when you say colon broom, I just kind of think of like a pill that you take that has a bunch of really, really miniature Oompa Loompas with brooms mm-hmm. that just make their way down your colon and just sweep out all that shit, you know, just yeah. I'll give along. A, I'll give a shout out to my, to my boy Tanner for sending me this one because he sent it to me and said, you need to debunk this. This is fucking annoying because it was on his it was just on his Instagram feed every day, just like saying something about like, um, losing, losing poop equals losing weight. Like these people are marketing the shit out of their product, pun intended. They nice. were, they were, but, but their biggest thing is like losing weight, which is annoying because I mean, yes, you will lose weight, but 
it's just making you're like your, dehydrated basically and <laughs> you have nothing if, in your if you're taking out. an excessive an, an, if you're taking this excessive amount but like i was expecting more whenever i looked into it i was expecting more and then when i dug in saw that it was literally three grams of psyllium husk whoa three grams of psyllium husk and some flavoring to make it taste good that's it i mean you literally i take psyllium husk quite a bit but not i don't it's 65 dollars for for a bottle and like i said you can buy one at walmart for five bucks and it, there's nothing special in that stuff there's no other like not even a proprietary blend that i can't read like there literally is just psyllium husk and some flavoring tanner and, i'll stand with you in this life and the next fuck colon broom yeah we're taking yeah. them down it's just it, it's just sad i mean because people will and, and hey psyllium husk is great and if you want to spend that much money on it fine but like don't market it as a weight loss thing um and i took a I, and I, I'll, I was going to plan on doing a longer video, so I didn't talk on it a bunch, but, um, I, they, they have a quiz. So it's one of those where you, when you, when you get on the website, you can't click to buy or shop. You have to take their quiz. So you take the quiz and it clicks through and it says like, do you have indigestion? Do you have blah, blah, blah. Would you want, do you want to lose weight? Are you at a happy weight? All this sort of stuff. And you click through. So I was planning on doing it twice. I only did it once. And the second time I was going to say that like everything was perfect. Like I was absolutely fine. There's no reason for me to have to take an, a, a supplement and see if they were going to still try and honest. Shove. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, you exactly. Don't, this product's not for you. I doubt it. Yeah. And so, and so I was honest and I don't have a lot of indigestion and other stuff, but I was honest about some, about the stuff in the quiz and it popped up. And again, I'll do a video on this so people can see, but the, it, it gives you four things. It says like what your BMI is. Um, whether you're at a healthy weight or not. And then it tells you what your maintenance calories were. And I, I said that I'm, you know, I said, I think I even said like fairly active. I didn't say very active, like I exercise three to five days a week, but during the day I'm generally pretty active. It said my maintenance calories were 4,300, 4,300 calories. I was like, what the fuck? If That's you ate 4,300 calories in a day and maintained your current activity level, you would gain seven I, pounds, eight that's pounds. That's in that is in at the most, like whenever I was like really trying to, to bulk and I was still extremely active, I struggled to eat like 3,800 calories, struggled to gain weight. I'm not, not sorry, struggled to get that much food in to, to try to gain weight at 3,800 calories. And it was trying to tell me that 4,200, it was like 4,250 was my maintenance calories. That is crazy. That doesn't, that's not right at all. It just makes yeah. me, yeah. We got to break yeah. these, we got to break these fools down. I feel like, yeah. I feel like marketing this product as a weight loss tool or weight loss supplement is like marketing an amputation as weight loss. Blast. Like, Hey, exactly. We'll lop off great, your, we'll wop, we'll lop off your leg and Hey, you just lost 25 pounds, 20 pounds. Congratulations. Well done. Yeah, that's a great comparison. Yep. Fucking losers. All right. The Columbrum does not get the healthy bird stamp of approval. I would assume. Okay. Nope. Very good. Moving on. Strawberries. Let's be honest. If it if a strawberry is not in the top three on everybody's fruit tier list, put them down. Yeah. Strawberries. There's there's no there's no talking logics with these people. I mean bananas. What's what's number one? Bananas and strawberries. Um. Honestly, probably bananas, dude. Bananas are great. I've got a I've got a, a curveball for you. In my top three, I can't commit to being number one, but in my top three, and this has been a recent change, kiwis. Weird. I fucking love kiwis. You, just, man. you always have to be weird. No, it's, they're great. And I'll eat, I'll eat the whole thing. Eat the outside. Great. One of my favorite fruits You eat right the now. fuzzy testicle part? I sure do. Yep. Mm. It's fantastic. I don't like that. Good fiber. Eat. Okay. I'm going to try to eat it. a fucking fuzzy fruit ball for you, and I'll let you know how it goes. Thank you. Ki- I mean, kiwis are all right, but they're not as versatile as a banana. You know, like you can eat freaking bananas with what find a dessert where you're eating kiwis with it. But dude, I'll have myself a fucking a chocolate banana shake or something like that or a, or oh, a yeah. banana split. Oh, ow! yeah. Versatile as hell. So the fact that uh, anyways, we're not talking about bananas. We're talking about strawberries, but <laughs> I want to know, I down, really would down. be interested in knowing how they tested this cognitive function because did they just like go to these old ass people and be like, Hey, what's this math problem and then they're like right this and then they say here's a strawberry what's what's this math problem and they're like recorded how fast you know like that's what's what's interesting is they did um obviously they they tested blood pressure um and that did come down but they actually i think in order to keep things consistent they actually gave the the uh treatment group uh 
strawberry powder and it was equal to about two servings of strawberry every day. Um, and so, but I, yeah, I don't know the exact cognitive test. I just know that the, it was the, the processing speed. So maybe it right. was like, uh, or maybe they played the, maybe they played the matching game where they clicked the tiles and it flipped over and it was a strawberry <laughs> and a grape. Fuck and that had game, to, dude. And <laughs> Such a simple out. concept. I can never fuck they... remember those little shits are. I can't remember which yeah. card the cherries are under. God damn it. Or, or, you know, old people love, uh, Mejong, Mejong. Have you ever played that? Is that game? the one with like the board and you like bring them into yeah. little divots? Oh no, no, no! That's the one that has like it always has like some like Chinese dragon symbol and it has all oh. these shapes and you gotta go and they're all like layered and stacked on top of each other and you have to like click one that's on the the, the top layer and then it goes away. My grandma played that shit all the time. If it's not Minesweeper, don't invite me to the function. And that's that. Fair. And that's that. Yeah, they. uh there is a place for some of these games in therapy though, because I had, there was one lady I can think of specifically back when I was in Colorado at this skilled nursing facility who didn't do shit ever, just fucking laid there and just was dying and it sucked to watch. And we got this new machine, not really a machine. It was more of a program that we used on a, on laptops and it came with a bunch of little mini games that you could play and it had like the the tracking camera so you know it made them like move and reach and stuff like that and one of them was a slot machine oh dude i could make this lady do anything if i told her she could come and play slots for a little while afterwards dude so she'd i'd get her up in her little standing frame and she'd have to reach over for the token to like grab a token on the screen and then come back over and like drop it in and then pull the crank the thing and she fucking loved it dude I can think of nothing less fun to me than playing a fake game of, or a, a fake slot machine. Yeah. Like, I, I can think of nothing. But no, it's, I, and I know some people would fucking love it, but I can think of nothing less entertaining than Dude. to sit there for, for, and I'm not, I hate gambling. So, like, it doesn't matter if it was for money even, but even for money, there's at least a little bit of like that, that excitement of like, maybe I could win $100. But like, if there's nothing there, like ah, that's so funny to me i know going gambling it's like i'm just i'm i'm going in with the impression that i'm just going and paying for entertainment i'm oh. not planning on making money you know i'm just i, I I'm am spending yeah. money to have fun i'm the least fun person to go gambling with because i will walk in no matter where i'm at i will walk in with 20 dollars and i'll say once this is gone it's gone and if i get to 100 bucks i'm cashing out and putting my pocket and everybody's like you're gonna go spend that no whatever what the fuck like, are you gonna bucks. save that 100 bucks for well, no, I mean, to go buy food. I enjoy food much more than gambling. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So you want me just, over. Yeah. There 20 bucks. Yeah. 20 bucks is like my max. It's like if I lose 20, I lost 20. But if I lost, you know, hundreds, I've got friends that come back and they're like, oh, it was a long weekend in Vegas. I lost two grand. I'm like, oh, like that hurts me. I think that you just went and just blew two grand on nothing. And then you're mad too. You don't have, you don't have a good time. You walked out of there and you're like, fuck, I'm an idiot. Just lost two thousand. I feel like that's why it's like I go in with that attitude of like I'm just I'm paying for entertainment. That's all I'm doing, yeah. you know. And I do give myself a you know a, amount of money, and I'm not going over this. Right. I'm gonna go play fucking craps or some shit that I don't know, know nothing about, but I'm gonna have fun doing it, you know. Just yep. just exactly. bullshitting and getting free drinks, but yeah. um, I don't that's know how one. we got off on that topic, but strawberries are good for your brain. Hey. It's basically what, do, what we're trying to say. Healthy. <laughs> we jump from strawberries. Jesus Christ. <laughs> if that, if that, we could clip that and just be like, Hey, if you're wondering what the halfway healthy show is about, it's this right here. We God, went from strawberries to blow in, to blow in $20 in, in Vegas and, and saving your money to go buy food. God, I'm like clawing my way out of this hole. We dug <laughs> Jesus. Way Govey. Let's just move on. Way Govey. Yeah. We've talked about this in the past. Last time we spoke about it, there was like a national shortage on Wagovi because something I don't know if you mentioned during the clip is Ozempic, the drug that's used to treat type two diabetes mm-hmm. and Wagovi are the exact same thing. Yep. They're administered the same. They're the same dose. You take them the same amount. It's like a shot a week or something like that. They're the exact same. They just have a different name on it. Yeah. And because people are so fucking fat, and lazy and they wanted this quick fix they're just getting this way govy product and there was a shortage for people who have type 2 diabetes couldn't get affordable right. insulin because of everyone well, I, else coming and snatching it up so i think and i don't know if this is i don't know if this is recent but i've had a patient recently who was trying to get ozempic and she's overweight but 
her doctor won't prescribe it to her because she's not pre-diabetic. So she doesn't have a specific, I think you have to have a specific A1C to get prescribed. And maybe that's just a good doctor. That's like, oh, I'm not going to prescribe it to you unless you've hit this. Or maybe that's been put in place because of the shortage for people who are actually diabetic. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's fascinating that, that, that one company has now like, surpassed the entire country's GDP because of how rampant it is over here. It's wild. It's wild. Uh, that is yeah. actually insanity. So we had that conversation before. I remember specifically we were talking about you brought Wikipedia. it up. You brought it up right when it started. Like yeah, back where the short when the shortage months started. ago. Yeah, and I remember at the end of our conversation we said, "So here's the question: Then are they going to start regulating it to make sure that type two di- diabetics can actually get it, or are they just going to make more?" And when a company's worth forty plus billion dollars, you know, oh, no, no, that no, 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 just no, 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 make four hundred and nineteen billion. All right, same thing. What's That's the difference between forty billion and four hundred billion? What the, what's the difference? You can have everything. I mean, you, I mean, too much. You can. I mean, if we if we uh, stack dollars to the moon, you know, I think we still wouldn't get there. Are we? There's that. Past the there's that weird thing about. I don't know the exact numbers anymore, but it's like the one million there's seconds is like eleven days or something, yeah. but one billion seconds is like thirty something years. It just my like favorite, shows you the yeah. vast difference between millions and billions. It's just my favorite video. Incomprehensible. Somebody made a uh, a Minecraft video. You know, you know, I love my Minecraft, and it uh, it it basically scrolled like just panned over and showed like in gold blocks how much and you know the average American household makes, and then it started going over and showing like what Elon Musk's net worth is and what Bill Gates and all these guys, and it was crazy just to see what because because you, you hear those numbers and you're like, oh yeah, hundred billion. That's 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 pretty crazy, and it's like, oh no no no, it is wild how how much how vastly different that is uh you can't even, you can't comprehend that much money like it's it's too much money that you don't know what to do with is there a way to get to grow that wealth without being shady in some way so i feel like uh, i feel like there isn't not, but i don't know probably not but i don't i don't know i don't know I, the I world's mean, secrets I would, I would, and honestly i don't, I don't have know them. i was gonna say i don't have any insight into that we'll put yeah. it that way well, I have a bone to pick with you with your last, aka first topic, because my wife the and Wagovi. I have been watching, we've been Wagovi watching The Bachelorette all yeah. season, and we haven't seen the finale, and now you just fucking, oh, spoiler no. alerted, who won? <laughs> and uh, now I did that for to, you, too. I'm going to have to watch it. I did that for it. you. I'm going to have to watch it and, and act, act like funny. I don't fucking know who That's wins. so fucking funny, dude. I'm, I literally, I'm, hey, when that did it was, air? It was the right choice. It was the okay. right choice. Okay, I'm happy with that choice. Okay, good. and my wife's well, going to be too. I thought I thought you said it was the right choices and like me me choosing to do that, but I didn't realize that it was such a, a soon spoiler. When did the, I thought the episode came out like a couple weeks ago? I don't know when my wife works oh, night okay. shift though. I never see her. I got you. So God, we haven't had a so chance funny, to keep man. up on all of our stuff. I literally put that in for you, and now that now that I know that I gave I spoiled it for you. Fucking <laughs> oh, dork! Man. I don't even I don't even remember what you talked about. All I wrote was Bachelorette. What the fuck? That's hilarious. That, no, that was the that was the. So you skipped the ADHD one. The bachelor, the bachelorette one was the Wagovi and uh, Osinda. Oh, okay. One. Yeah. All right. You skipped the ADHD chairs. Okay. Um, so are those the chairs that I've seen that have like all bro, the attachments where you can like flip it around and then there's like knee pads and you can sit on it with your knees up? Like yes. With so the that chair was backwards. one of them. There's <laughs> also there was also another one where you could sit cross legged, which is fine. I guess. It, it, which is fine, but then and then there the main one that got a lot of traction was literally like a, a a bar stool circle on the bottom, and then it goes up into a seat that's on like the the post that it sits on is is curved, so it goes up and then goes over, and so you're sitting on the little seat and you can just do little little circles while you sit. Who the fuck wants to do little circles like this while they're working on the laptop? They just stand up. Or Dude, you do you know wiggle. how ripped your obliques would be if you did that I, day in day out? It just, it, like I said, I, I truly believe that people will buy these because it's, because it's trendy and gimmicky and they're like, oh, I just can't sit still. It's like, just fucking tap your feet and interrupt people. That's, that's what, that's what we do. Just be right? a normal person. Just be a normal just person. Be that fucking, you, do you remember those kids in high school that like had their pens and like, they yeah. did like the little. Yeah. Fucking. They're just fucking drumming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's funny to me that that stuff. What were the kids and... with ADHD that could like fucking? Oh yeah, they did a little. They did a little. Just throw those them bitches around. I don't need that thing anymore. 
Oh shit! Were you doing it? I missed yeah, dude, it. I fucking. I mean, I can't do like the crazy thing where they like flip it around there. All right, that's halfway impressive though. Ooh, I like that. You know me, dog. What are you doing later? I gotta deal with my with my triggers somehow. You want to go rub some raw salmon in each other's open wounds? On that note, everybody, thank you so much for hanging out today, and being a part of this. Corey, I love you, dude. Thank you for having uh, having, uh, having some time to set aside for us today. Uh, great episode. Again, thank you all for for participating and being involved. Sorry for the uh, the tangents that you know you all know and love, and uh, we'll continue to do it. But I, I will you know apologize and hopefully love. Yeah, exactly. It's true. But everybody, peace and love. Corey, peace and love. Have Toodaloo. a great day, brother. Toodaloo. We'll talk again next week. Later. Bye, everybody. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Before you go, if you enjoyed this episode, we would be so grateful if you could just hop on to Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, and give us a five-star review. It really helps us out a lot. Also, check out our sponsors in the links provided in the description of the episode for some great discounts on products. If you want some short health tips and news sent to your inbox every week, do me a favor, jump on to healthybirds.org and sign up for our newsletter. If you have any questions, comments, or even complaints about my personality flaws, you can email me directly at dalton at healthybirds.org. We would love to connect with all of you. Until next time, be happy, be healthy.